welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So this is another solo episode, and I will say for the next couple of episodes, and by that I mean next one to two months, will probably be a lot of solo episodes as I'm working on trying to get more guests on to the show. Starting a podcast is a very interesting and it's actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And we can talk about a little bit of that in this episode later on. But I wanted to just talk in this episode about unapologetically moving out of San Francisco and sharing my new home with you, which is Portland, Oregon. So I made a video talking about why I was temporarily leaving San Francisco and how I was going to be moving to Portland, Oregon. But I kind of just wanted to maybe expand a little bit more about my reasons for having to move to another city. And it's just crazy how life changes in a blink of an eye. You never know where you're going to be one year from where you were. And so I can tell you that I had no intentions of ever moving to Portland, Oregon and leaving San Francisco ever because I'm team San Francisco all the way. And here I am, not in San Francisco. As I've talked about on my channel before, I am in a lot of debt. And I want to talk more about my struggles with debt. I don't know if I want to do it in a podcast episode or if I want to do it over a video to kind of talk about the story of the debt that I've accumulated and how much debt I've accumulated. I don't want to reveal that number until I make content about it. But it's it's a five-digit number. Let's just put it that way. And it's been very hard to pay off and it's driven me batshit crazy and has left me miserable, especially with living in the most expensive city in the country. And I just realized that living in San Francisco for me just simply wasn't going to be feasible for me. And I had to take a look in the mirror. I had to check my ego and I said, Alana, I know you love San Francisco, but you're struggling. You've lost two jobs and you are broke how are you affording rent? Like your unemployment can barely cover it. So I said, you know what? Conscious, you're right. I need to listen to you. Because at the end of the day, San Francisco will always be there. And that's something that I just have to constantly remind myself. San Francisco isn't going anywhere. It's still going to be where it is. And I have intentions on going back in June. And so... I'm excited to go back in June. I, I love SF. It is my home. But I really do want to give Portland a chance to see what it has to offer me. And it's funny. I'm making this video after being in Portland for officially one week now. And I'll be honest. I haven't really gotten to see much of Portland. I'm filming this on a Friday night. It's literally 1030. And here I am up recording a podcast episode when I need to wake up at six in the morning to go to the gym and the reason I am waking up early is because I have something to do at 11 in the morning tomorrow as I'm filming this and then I want to make sure that I can allot the rest of my time to explore Portland. 
I'm dying to explore Portland. Dying. Oh my God, I want to see the city already. When I first moved to Portland, I didn't get to see much in my first week. I moved on a Saturday and I got in around 7 at night, and but I didn't actually get to my house around 8 p.m., I want to say. And it was dark out. I didn't get to see what anything looked like and what the surroundings were. And then the next day, I basically had to spend my time buying groceries and then getting furniture for my bedroom, getting settled in, unpacking. I got to see some parts of Portland as my roommate was driving me around, but it wasn't much. And I know there's more to Portland than the Hollywood District, which is where I went to Trader Joe's, and then the Ikea, which is not too far from the airport. That was as mo- That's basically all of Portland that I've really gotten to see, along with some of the outskirts of my neighborhood. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, but back to leaving San Francisco, I just want to say that I want to say, like, I'm unapologetic about it, but I'm a little bit apologetic about it because there is some embarrassment that does come with having to get your ego checked, realizing how poor and broke you are, and you can't afford to live in a city that you love living in because the rent is sky-high crazy. So I will go further in depth along with my the story of my debt again I just haven't decided how I want to do it if I want to do it in a podcast or if I want to do it in a video I because I want to make that content interesting and make sure it's engaging for everyone so yeah that's something that you can expect from me sometime this year especially when I do pay a lot of it off one of my goals This year is to be 65% out of my debt. And I think once I hit that 65% mark, that is probably when I will make that content. And I think that I may be able to get that happening maybe May or June as I'm trying to move back to the city. But we'll see. So that is basically like the reasons as to why I had to do what I had to do. And I know I shouldn't be ashamed of it, but at the same time, I want to be able to live comfortably. I don't think y'all understand how badly I deserve to live a comfortable and stable life. And for me, that is something that I've never gotten to experience before. I've had a lot of shitty paying jobs in San Francisco And I know you're probably thinking, well, why the fuck would you take these shitty paying jobs if you couldn't afford to live in San Francisco? (laughs) That's a great question. And to be honest with you, I don't fucking know. I wanted to do everything I could to make it work for me because the last thing that I wanted to do was live in Richmond, Virginia with my mom and dad in their house in my childhood bedroom, not having any kind of independence and being able to be an adult I don't have a car and I can't keep borrowing their car and then eventually I'd have to get car insurance which is something that I can't afford especially when I don't have money you get it right I want to be an adult I want to have my own life for myself 
all I want to do in my life is to just pay my bills and my rent and move on with my life and live it and enjoy it for what it is. Honestly, guys, that's all I want. That's kind of why I talk a lot about my finances on my channel in hopes that eventually I can get to have the kind of life that I want to have. So with my first job, I had this hourly job being an ABA therapist, and it was a very exhausting job. I will say my first few months working there was very fun. There was some really good company culture. I really liked the monthly outings that we did, which were at bars. And then later on, as I was in the company, I was there for a little over two years, the company culture got really bad and it wasn't being a fun company to work at anymore. The job wasn't fun. And I was losing hours, especially when I got into my car accident in 2017. I pretty much lost a sense of myself and I also discovered that you could die at any time in your life and you're never going to expect it because I almost died that day and what's crazy is how I walked away from that car accident I had flipped over on an interstate going 65 miles per hour and I came out without a scratch Okay, that's a lie. My hands were covered in blood from the shattered glass, but I didn't break any bones. I didn't have any concussions. There wasn't any internal bleeding. Yet I was still rushed to the emergency room and I was slapped with a $25,000 hospital bill. Thankfully, I had car insurance and health insurance at the time, which did cover all of that. I think I only owed like $100 for the emergency room copay. But could you have imagined what would have happened if I didn't have health insurance? I would have been so fucked on top of my credit card debt, all this medical debt. I can't. But the reason I brought my car accident into this and how it affected me financially is because I lost hours. I was traveling from different places in the Bay Area and you need a car for that and then my hours got cut because there weren't as many clients that lived strictly in San Francisco where I had to take public transportation. So I went from full-time hours to pretty much part-time hours and sometimes clients wouldn't keep their sessions with me. And it wasn't because of my skills necessarily. It was just clients weren't availability during my schedule anymore and it screwed me over. And also with my first recruiting job I was making a very low salary don't get me wrong it was higher than my first companies I was actually on a salaried job with paid holidays vacations which my job didn't have paid holidays it had vacation time and it had benefits but when you were paid hourly you didn't even get paid holidays and it was BS. Having these two jobs that didn't pay me well is basically why I got myself into the debt that I got myself into. And that's a little backstory. I, I don't want to go further into it just because I want to be able to share the story in greater detail and also share the success of ending my debt as well. And yeah, I, I just want to be able to do that when I can celebrate it and kind of share you my story and then what I did to pay that debt off and how I budgeted everything out. 
So honestly, it is my debt that drove me out of SF. And it's not San Francisco's fault per se of why I couldn't afford to live there. It had to do with the fact that I wanted to do everything in my power to make it work for me in San Francisco because I loved I loved living there. And I made dumb choices with my credit cards that would pay for things to help me get by. And now I've learned from it and I'm paying the price. So I've come to, de- I've come to realize that if I want to live comfortably, I have to temporarily leave Start paying my debt off. And now you're probably wondering, well, how are you paying your debt off? So I mentioned in that video, again, that I did get a new job. And the new job, I just had my first week, and it went really well. All I can say is I think that this is going to be a really good fit. I was very scared and nervous that the company was going to be toxic or that my job wasn't going to stay. They weren't going to keep me employed because I don't have the best track record with keeping a job and me not being able to leave it on my own terms. But I feel very confident that I will be able to make my company happy with what I'm doing. They did hire me for a reason. They put their trust in my skills. And I felt like it was a very good first week. I got a lot done and... I've had lots of good meetings and I'm getting another teammate in the recruiting team next week which I'm excited to meet or who I'm excited to meet. So the first week went really well I'd say. It it was very busy and I was in a ton of meetings and I'm already learning a lot. So I'm excited to see what the rest of this job has and I'm excited to just use this job Okay, I don't want to say use this job because I don't want people to think like, oh, you're only you only got this job just to pay your debt off. I mean, no, like I I need a job to live. And obviously with my YouTube channel, I don't make enough money or get enough sponsorships to be able to do that full time. So my channel isn't even monetized to begin with, but I I know it's going to get monetized this year, which I'm really excited about. But even the money that I generate from YouTube AdSense, it's still not going to be enough for me to live off that solely off of making YouTube videos. As nice as that would be, it's just not in store for me. That's not my journey at the moment. Getting this job came at a really good time because I was about to move to Portland without a job and I was going to be relying on my unemployment benefits and use that to pay my rent. And what's really refreshing is that I just moved to a city and I got the job the week before I was moving which is insane and that job offer came at such an amazing time I just felt like it was pure luck I was feeling really discouraged in my job search process and I can definitely make a whole nother episode about what it's like to search for a job and to just unapologetically bitch about the job market because yo I got a lot to say about that right there just the job market is trash it's always going to be trash and again I can do a whole episode just complaining about the job market because I know so many of you will probably agree with all the shit that I have to say about that so yeah I got the job offer and I was thinking to myself oh my god I'm about to move to a cheaper city with a Bay Area salary I'm going to have so much more money left over. I'm actually going to be able to start saving money now 
on top of paying my debt, like I'm still going to have money left over. This is amazing. I don't have to rely off unemployment benefits now. I'm going to be getting an actual real paying salary with good benefits. I even got some equity, which is really nice. I've never had stocks before. So that's really exciting. I'm really excited about this job and I'm not trying to brag. I guess I'm just celebrating this accomplishment that I have been trying so hard to get for myself. And the fact that I finally got something that I damn well know that I deserve makes me so happy. And I just feel like 2021 is going to be the reset from 2019 that I never got. I thought getting the good paying job that I got in um, March of 2020 was going to help me pay off my debt and then that didn't last very long. Yeah, that that really um, devastated me. But now I feel like I can look past the trauma of that job loss and the fact that I was able to immediately get a new job after. Even though I got a job in 2020, it wasn't a good paying job. Um, but I took it because I really liked the company's mission and I really liked the person that I was going to be working with. I knew the person prior to getting hired. And I just wanted the money to make it work for me. So, yeah, it, it, um, it helped. It wasn't the best. But it helped me stay in San Francisco. So, that was really great. So... That kind of just gives you a little bit of backstory about like the craziness in my life, why I had to do what I had to do in a little bit more detail. And I'm just excited to see again what Portland has to offer for me. I will obviously be talking more about Portland on my YouTube channel, but there may be some things that maybe I don't want to necessarily talk about on my YouTube channel related to Portland that might be better for a podcast episode. I'll, I'll make that decision. But for now, that's just kind of the episode that I wanted to talk about was just why I left SF in more detail. I will be going back to San Francisco, as I believe I mentioned earlier, in June. And I won't start my apartment hunt until May. And the goal for me is when I move back to San Francisco, I want to have my own studio and yes that means that I will be going back to paying more in rent again. Very well aware of that. But the thing is once I move back to the city and COVID is over whenever that happens and we can go back into the office my salary goes up and that's going to make it even more affordable for me to afford a studio. I mean I could afford a studio with the salary that I have now I just have to have a very harsh budget at the time that I look, which may make it harder for me to find a studio that I can afford with my budget, but we'll see. I just really don't want to deal with roommates anymore. And I actually have had very good living situations in San Francisco. I've only had one really toxic living situation, and that only lasted for six months. But I really enjoyed most of the people that I've lived with, but I think... Just with like my eating habits and how I need a lot of space in the fridge and that my schedule is just kind of all over the place and the fact that I have a cat 
and my cat does its own thing where she'll run around, she meows a lot, she has crazy zoomies. I think it just makes more sense for me to live on my own now. And I really do like roommates. I love the social aspect of it, but I want to just try living on my own. Yes, it means I'm going to pay more in rent, but I'm hoping that, you know, when I move back, I will be in a better financial spot. I mean, I'll still have debt, but my debt will be a little bit more manageable. And who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind and I'll stay in Portland a little bit longer. It's just really going to vary. All I know is that I have an incentive going on and I basically just want to be happy. So, yeah, anyway, I think I'm going to end this episode here. That's kind of why, again, I am leaving San Francisco and why I moved to Portland. And I'm excited for you to see all the Portland content that I have on my YouTube channel. And if there's any experience or life story that you have that you're very unapologetic about that you want to share with me, feel free to email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.